you like to have hard conversations? If you know that you have to have a hard, tough conversation with somebody, what's your approach in the lead up to that conversation? Or maybe you're like me and you don't even have an approach. I read an article actually just this morning. I read an article. It was about three different ways, that, three bad ways that we avoid conflict in our marriage. When you have to have those hard, tough conversations with our spouse, and the three bad ways that you can avoid conflict are really to not talk about it, to hide it, or kind of separate from the person and just avoid them altogether. And none of those are healthy habits for a good marriage. And so I'm glad that I read the article. It'll help me in my own life. But I think there's other places as well, whether it's the workplace, maybe we feel like it would just be better if we avoid the conflict, we avoid the hard conversation because, well, we're not sure how the person's going to react. We don't want them to get angry. Uh, we don't want to hurt them. And maybe we just think if, if we just avoid it, then it, it'll blow over eventually and, and they'll forget about it and I'll forget about it and, and we can all move on with our life. But that really doesn't work. When there's conflict, when there's tension, the opposite is really true. If, if you don't have the hard conversation, then nothing will be resolved and nothing will be solved. So, what's that approach? Maybe if you're like me, you, you kind of role-play the conversation over and over in your head. You think about what I might actually say so that I'll soften the blow so that they'll listen to me. What, how can I make the, the rational arguments that I want to make so they understand where I'm coming from? But at the end of the day, I've got to be honest with you, most of the time I just, I avoid them. I'll stay silent. Maybe I'll kind of put my head down if I have to walk by that person. Just avoid eye contact. But it really doesn't work. And so thinking through all of that, it makes me wonder, and I'm asking if it makes you wonder, what was going on in the mind and in the heart of Nathan the prophet when he knew that he had to have a hard, difficult, tough conversation with David. Not just his neighbor David, but the king David. And God said, Nathan, you need to go and talk to David. And sure, it seems like Nathan had a pretty well thought out plan about how he would do that. He came prepared with a story. And in this story, as he built up the, the drama and the narrative, he, he got David to have this righteous anger over what this man in the story did. And then Nathan led David to realize that his righteous anger was actually self-righteous. 
because he was that character in the story. We're at a period of time, and if you're not familiar with all of the background there, this is what happened, is that David was a man of God, a faithful believer, but he had fallen and he had fallen hard. He had committed adultery. He spiraled out of control after that with with lies and deceit and then even murder. And God would not allow David to sit in that sin. He would not allow him to sit there unrepentant and unforgiven. And so he sent Nathan. And yes, Nathan came with that story, but at the end of it all, he had to say, you are the man. He had to confront David. Because your God is a God who is willing to have the tough conversations. Your God is the God who knows that it might hurt, knows that you might be angry, but he will not hold back from having the hard, difficult conversations with you because he loves you too much. Which is exactly why you're here tonight. It's exactly why you're listening or you're watching because you know that your God will have those hard, difficult conversations with you. He does that through his word. The message that comes to you and at times will confront you, it will convict you of the wrong that is in your own life, the things that have separated you from him. In fact, this entire season, this church season of Lent that we kick off tonight, it is is a season that will confront you. It is a season that will have hard conversations with you over and over and over again. It's going to expose you and your desperate need for a Savior. As much as we boil up in our own righteous anger over the injustices that we see in the world, injustices that we are seeing right now, as we see hatred, and we see war, and we see death, And as much as our our anger would boil up over those things, we need to be careful that that isn't a self-righteous anger. The symbol of this day, ashes on Ash Wednesday, reminds us that we too are part of this corrupt world. We too are born into it, and as we are born, we are full of sin. It invades every part of us. 
And we see it carry out in our own lives. Maybe your vices don't include lust, adultery, or murder like David. Maybe they're not this maniacal, egotistical hatred for others. Maybe it's something else. But you have to know and you have to recognize your own lack of integrity or the hatred and anger that has damaged relationships in your own life. And so the difficult conversation that God has to have with us is to demonstrate to us this truth. Guilty. And that truth must be clear so that grace can be beautiful. God doesn't have the hard conversations only to confront and condemn. He doesn't have those hard conversations only to bring you to sorrow and sadness, but really to bring you through such sorrow and sadness to another emotion altogether, to joy. True, reclaimed joy in the forgiveness of sins that God grants. That's why God sent Nathan. He had that same goal, the goal of forgiveness and restored joy. When David said, I have sinned against the Lord, Nathan immediately replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. And so God's hard and tough conversation with you, it is also filled with this good news. That Jesus Christ, who was not sinful at birth, who never spun out of control into lust or lies or anger, or murder, or violence, or any of the other vices with which you and I struggle every day. Jesus was confronted and condemned. Condemned upon a cross, but only because he was there for you. Only because he was there to take away all of your sin all of your guilt. And so though one day we will slip into the sleep of death, one day our bodies will become dust and ash, because God has had the difficult conversation with you, because he has brought you through sadness and sorrow and repentance, but he's brought you to this reclaimed joy in his grace, even though one day your body will become dust and ash, you also know that God's miraculous power will allow that dust and ash to breathe again. And that's the goal of this Lenten journey that we're on. It's the goal when God has these difficult conversations with us. Through those difficult conversations, you are then able to hear what God has made you. 
David shared those things in his psalm. He recognized that God had confronted him. Another translation for verse 4 is this, you are just when you confront me. He recognized that, but he also recognized God's amazing grace. Because you too have been made whiter than snow. God has wiped away all of your guilt. God has restored a pure heart within you and he has restored your soul. God is willing to have the hard and difficult conversations because he is unwilling to avoid them and lose you. And his truth must be clear so that his grace can be beautiful. So that he can show you how he has carried out a rescue mission to save you. And then that also moves us to not avoid the hard, tough, difficult conversations that we might have with others but to have them so that we also can make God's grace clear to them. Amen. Amen.